Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Talk to reporters. The El Chapo trial winds down. Where they are on that? His mistress testified yesterday in front of his wife. Mistress broke down crying. The wife appeared to laugh about it. So that's very exciting stuff. Wow, meow. <laughs> little uh, little sideshow during the trial of the murderous drug kingpin. Right. Also, did uh, the president direct his longtime attorney and shifty-eyed goon Michael Cohen? <laughs> <laughs> to lie to Congress about negotiations to build a Trump Tower in Moscow, which, of course, is perfectly legal, and you can do that. But right. uh, according to BuzzFeed, uh, Trump did order Cohen to lie. Everybody's re- quoting two federal law enforcement officials involved in an investigation of the matter. How legit's BuzzFeed? It depends. It depends on the story. Yeah, they like to break news. They have a bunch of people who try to break news. Have they been wrong before? Oh, sure. The Washington Post and the New York Times front pages have been flamingly wrong. Regularly, are they ever... 
They break big stories and it turns out to be crap. They Their trend line has, at least from the, the people that I consume, seems to be they have gone from, they're more trustworthy than they were five years ago. They're cool. attempting to be a legitimate news I'm, I'm hope. Thing. I think that's our only hope for the democracy, is that there are news outlets that really, really work to be right often enough that we start to gravitate toward certain news outlets. But they also do have the... The stories they choose to cover tend to have kind of a left slant to it. So, but but yeah, they're that, not really hiding it. There's or, a shock. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that that you know that's a different thing. But it, it reminds me. Yesterday, I heard a, a, a DJ making a big deal of the fact that the band The Killers was out with a new political song, and it was critical of Trump. And I just I sat there in my car, gratified that a musician had found the courage to come out with a progressive point of view. <laughs> that's so, a good point there. So anyway, we'll weigh the. Strength of the allegation from BuzzFeed in a couple of minutes. So, I wish I had the joke in front of me because you got to word it right. Somebody said on Facebook the other day, my wife thought it was funny. Hmm. I'm sure glad I learned about a parallelograms instead of taxes in <laughs> high school. It's come in so handy now that it's parallelogram season. <laughs> and that fits into the story today. What uh, Americans wish was taught in school... And what they think was the stupidest things they learned in school, or the most worthless things they learned in school. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, Americans want financial literacy to be taught in school. We, we, we've been discussing this for years. Man, there are some things that are the most important things in life that are never touched on in your entire education from the government. Not only have I never run into anybody who disagrees with that point of view, I can't imagine what that point of view is to be against Basic financial literacy being taught. And it is taught, I think, increasingly in schools. I've heard that from listeners. Uh, yeah. Let us know about your school's programs. Uh, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Here's your top ten things people wish they'd learned in school. Or text us, 415-295-KFTC. Some yeah. of these are pretty broad, but mm-hmm. still good. Uh, at the bottom of the list, 30, basic jujitsu. 30% said how to find a job. Just basic how to find a job stuff. Wow, job and hunting skills. It would be a lot different now than it was when I was uh, when I was young, but yeah. Why wouldn't that be in a high school class? Right, right. These are the websites you go to. This is, you know. And uh, trends, too. I mean, Judy and I had to struggle with the fact that, you know, we'd tell our kids, you got to get out there and meet people, pound the pavement, shake hands, smile on their face. And they're like, no, they just tell you to submit your app online. So, you know, getting to the bottom of that. Sure. Uh, basic car repair and maintenance. God, no kidding. Just the basic stuff. Wow. Yeah. As part of my avoiding hard homework plan of high school, uh, for some reason, my quote-unquote physical science could have either been chemistry or auto shop. I took auto shop. It was one of the best classes oh, yeah. I ever oh, took. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, Way yeah. more useful in my day-to-day life than, than the chemistry class since I wasn't going into the sciences. Well, you'd be better off with a how to replace a car battery, which anybody can do and is easy, than some of the things that are on the bottom of the list here. But well, anyway. And you could fill a semester with regular person mechanics, which would include that and like fixing a toilet, yeah. which is effortless if you have five minutes worth of knowledge. How to replace a light switch, yeah. Right, yeah. Easy stuff. A fuse blew in my apartment the other day. I was able to track down the fuse box, and I popped the switch back. I felt like a genius. Very manly. <laughs> uh, how to make conversation slash personal relationship skills. Okay. Household repairs. We were kind of getting into that. Time management. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, how to negotiate. Put stuff off. That's how you do it, right? How does how to negotiate? How is that not part of a class in high school? Wow. Interesting. 
I wonder if it could be argued we have to spend all our time on the basics. That's for college. I don't know. Uh, How to negotiate for college? Every every homo sapiens going to need to do that. Mm. True enough. Every homo sapiens. Your wage, for instance. Buying a car, buying a house. Every every single job you ever have. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, understanding credit. But student. if everybody knows how, how can I cheat them? <laughs> That's my concern. <laughs> understanding credit and student loans. 40% of people wish they'd have spent time on that Boy, in high school. Yeah, no kidding. Specifically, the student loans for the college students of today, that seems like something they should be very aware of well, what they're you, getting into. And you could give people a heck of a lot of useful knowledge, young people, in two days, two class periods. This is a good one. I'm not sure I wanted to trust it in the hands of, uh, you know, your local school system. How to manage emotional slash mental well-being. Hmm. So now we're down to the top two. Almost half of people say how to properly do taxes. Absolutely. And then 57% of people say money management and budgeting, which fits into a lot of the other stuff. But sure. God dang it. Talk about something that everybody's going to do. Absolutely. At the top of the list of the most important things you're going to do in your entire life. How do you not spend more time on or any time on that in school? Here are your top ten useless things Americans learned in school that I that I really find enjoyable. Oh, come on, remainders. You could you could <laughs> you could quibble with a lot of these, but they're they're still funny. Photosynthesis. <laughs> what? We're just going to ignore our plant brothers? I disagree. Do I need to know how photosynthesis works? Our plant did, brothers and sisters. The daisy, for instance, is plainly a girl plant. Did yes. I need to memorize all the different stages and points of photosynthesis? And did I need to do it? multiple years Hmm. that's a decent question right there as opposed to how to do taxes to quote one of my favorite movies of the last several years sicario uh you're asking me how a watch works when all i need you to do is to tell time Mm. Mm. Uh, how to make it's important to know the relationship but no i don't need to know i disagree with this how to make paper snowflakes that's fun for little kids right (laughs) and it's pretty osmosis uh naming the presidents in order um, that has more benefit than some other things, maybe if you... But I'm not sure it does, actually. I am sure it does. The difference... <laughs> Anybody who disagrees is an ignoramus back to you. The difference between protons, neutrons, and electrons. How often does that come up in your life? The types of rocks? God dang it, I hated that. I hated <laughs> learning the types of rocks. Thirty, uh, Almost 40% of people say that was a waste of time. Periodic Perhaps table? your brain, your head is full of igneous ones. Hmm? Periodic table was a waste of time, say 40% of people. Knowing pi is 3.14 is a waste of time. <laughs> Disagree. According to almost half of people. Disagree. Are you always figuring the area of a circle? I have used it multiple times in my life. Really? Yes. Wow. For I'm not sure I ever have, and I, paint, I love math. But. For various painting applications and, and covering things and such. And the Pythagorean theorem f- finished at the top of things that they think they didn't need to learn. That's your A squared plus your B squared equals your C squared. There you go. I've used that actually in my life. I've never needed to know photosynthesis or anything about uh, protons and neutrons. I've never needed to know that for anything. I used to use geometry on the golf course to figure out distances to the uh, the green. Yeah. I could make plenty of argument for all your math stuff, but man, some of that science stuff, not sure there was any benefit to that. Would you like to ask me what I remember from trigonometry? Don't worry, it won't take long. (laughs) We're going to check in on the El Chapo trial, which I've been following. is pretty darn interesting. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation.
Armstrong and Getty Show. Biggest drug kingpin in the history of the world, it is believed, El Chapo. Arrested a couple of years ago. He's been arrested many times. He's been put in uh, jail a couple of times. He's got a hole. He's escaped many times, but not slippery. Not in the United States, and he's on trial in the United States now. And I've been I've been reading about it in the New York Post all along. There've been a lot of interesting days throughout this thing. Oh yeah, it'd be the number one TV show in the country were it televised. Emily Saul of the New York Post has the privilege, the responsibility of covering the colorful El Chapo trial, and joins us now. Hello, Emily. Good morning, gentlemen. Hey, what's the the latest uh, development? I understand that the the, the uh, mistress was on the stand. It's uh, it's been a very hectic week yesterday, in particular. Um, yesterday, we did have one of uh, one of Mr. Guzman's many uh, mistresses take the stand. Um, notably, she's also a former congresswoman in the state of Sinaloa. Uh, just 29 years old, Lucero Sanchez. She's um, a congresswoman in the she, state that he operated out of. She was. Um, amazingly, wow. yesterday we heard testimony how she she and Chapo started their romantic relationship, and she um, started uh, buying marijuana for him. And then after they sort of broke up... Uh, well, wait a second. I'm sorry. Made... I'm sorry. Like buying it in bulk, or because he was afraid to go score a joint on the street? <laughs> no, buy, buying it, buying it in bulk. Oh, okay. Um, it seemed like he would send her just around, uh, around Mexico in general, to look for the best marijuana, um, and then she would pack, you know, planes with kilos. And, Our uh, producer Sean wants away. to know if that job is now open. <laughs> oh wow, that's <laughs> just not. Sorry, cool. back to the trial. Exactly. Very serious matter. Law and order. No, it's just uh, she. She basically said that she, when she and Chapo broke up at one point, she decided to uh, make a career change into politics, and she was elected. <laughs> um, served most of her term until her relationship uh, with Mr. Guzman was discovered, and so, she was uh, ousted. So I think it was your reporting that I was reading that um, she she broke down on the stand his mistress at one point and said something about she thought they were still a thing, and yes. there there were some people who believed that. El Chapo's wife, who's sitting right there, you know, feet away from her, had a smirk on her face while the mistress was crying. <laughs> yeah, yes, it was actually more pronounced than that. So when she first took the stand, you know, she was asked, what is your relationship? And she basically said, well, I'm, I'm not really sure because I, I thought we were par- like romantic partners. And she made it sound like sh- they were still wow. an item. Um, and that, that caused uh, Mr. Guzman's wife, uh, Emma Coronel, who's in the audience sitting right behind me, to smile. But she openly laughed. When um, when Lucero Sanchez broke down and started sobbing on the stand, and she was actually it was more dramatic than that. The jurors weren't in the room. We'd taken a break, but they'd put a lapel mic on her because she's very soft spoken. And they took her back into the holding pens to calm down, but the mic was hot, oh. and so we heard her just anguish sobs in like throughout the entire courtroom. And um, Emma just lost it it was uh, the most emotion i've seen from her all trial she thought it was the funniest thing wow. <laughs> so, so, so while the mistress is sobbing the wife is laughing out loud wow whether you're el champo's lover or donald j trump keep in mind if you have a mic on you you gotta assume it's hot <laughs> i'm in the business trust me this is good advice i saw the picture somewhere um of the the tunnel that they were talking about because the mistress did describe how she and a naked El Chapo escaped mm-hmm. from that one house through a hole under the bathtub? Yes. Um, yes. Uh, Mr. Guzman is known for, he had tunnels in most of the facilities related to his business, whether they be residential or commercial. I do that, um, too. His, 
his favorite place for um, in the residences was under bathtubs. Um, so a variety of ways uh, you could lift the bathtub. Some of them you just um, sort of put your fingers under the rim of the tub and lift it up. And then um, there were hydraulics that would help you pull up the bathtub uh, with a set of steps that would lead down into a tunnel, which was typically, um, you know, lit. Uh, but others had, uh, you know, secret buttons in one house that we heard about. You had to stick wires into an outlet before you pressed a button to get the tub to lift. Uh, they've been they've been very complex. But she did accompany him, or be, be, uh, almost. He kind of left her behind during this raid uh, in um, in February 2014, where he <laughs> she testified that she's with uh, with him. He's obviously naked. Um, obviously. Obviously, He's no point being with your mistress if you're not naked. Here, no, here. you know it's a it's a given. Um, <laughs> but she's she's with uh, she's with him, his secretary, and um, a maid, and he kind of shows them into the bathroom, and then she says basically just ran off into the tunnel by himself and left. You know, these uh, his secretary was was a little more used to this, but left the terrified maid and her just feeling their way through the tunnel as they felt the water creeping up their legs. Yeah, so they were slogging around in water up to their knees in the dark as he talks. Good luck with that. He takes <laughs> off. <laughs> They're trying to figure out where, where is this going? Wow. Wow. Emily Saul of the New York Post is on the line. I understand there's been some pretty cool video evidence, too, about the, the, the attempts to bust him in the tunnels and such. Yes, definitely. So right before um, Sanchez took the stand, we had a uh, we had a, a DEA agent, uh, Victor Vasquez, who um, was part of uh, he he called himself a U.S. liaison um, in this group of Mexican Marines who were attempting to take Chapo down, and he had a GoPro with him. So he um, he was wearing the GoPro during a number of these attempted raids. Um, so the the jury saw saw a lot. Um, not only of the stash houses, but of uh, of attempts to, you know, break down uh, the reinforced doors with a battering ram and, and other things as well. It's a weird thing. We, we, we've all done this where we kind of get into watching The Sopranos and root for Tony for some reason, even though they're bad guys. And, you know, the, 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 the various criminals, the gaudies or whatever, and you idolize them in some weird, strange way. Is, mm-hmm. But if you're in the trial, are you constantly reminded this is a really, really terrible person? You know, it's funny. It actually had to me that at least that feels backburnered. Um, it's interesting. It is. It's it's it's, it's human it's nature. It seems it, it seems to be human nature. So so you, you you get a lot of the how cool and organized and and powerful he was. You definitely get that. You get a lot of the myths. Um, yesterday was actually one of the first days that I, I did feel really chilled by some of the testimony we'd heard that came from from Lucero, and it, it really has to do with kind of the conflicts in their relationship. They obviously had uh, a, a very fraught relationship, but she a couple of times testified about, you know, threats that he'd, well, we saw some threatening messages he'd sent her, and uh, she testified about him saying at the dinner table at one point, like a secretary came in to say that an associate was dead, and he basically turned to her and said, at this point, all bets are off. Like anyone, even if they're a relative, if they're a woman, is going to die if they betray me. Um, and that was kind of, for me, the most 
chilling chilling thing yeah. we've heard so far. Emily, I hate that we're about out of time. Loving the conversation. Yeah, you're really yeah. good at oh, this. You're terrific. Yeah, and and really enjoying your coverage uh, uh, and at nypost.com. When's this all end? Maybe we'll have you on at the end. Well, I mean, I would love to to come back. Prosecutors say they'll uh, they'll wrap up the case end of next week, maybe, and then the defense has said they plan to put on a case. We might even get Chapo himself. Who knows? Yes. Oh yes, Emily Saul in the New York Post. Thanks a million, Emily. Thank you so much. We'll have to discuss that later. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Trump tweet taunting Pelosi this morning. BuzzFeed reporter with more on Cohen's Trump-Russia connection. And i got to get to this story about taking the nanny state to a whole new level. You will not believe it. Awesome. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. What a great journalism assignment Emily had that you want me to go sit in the El Chapo trial for two months every single day and listen to every word? Yeah, I'll do that, and you're going to pay me for it. Knock out an article every afternoon on all the insanity? Sounds great. So El Chapo's mistress, one of them, breaks down crying because she thought they were still an item. Kind of just found out through the trial that they were broken up. Right. She's she's inconsolable. El Chapo's wife can't stop laughing about how funny it is that you thought you were the one. You thought he was in love. Oh my God, you're pathetic. Ha 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 ha. How about that drama? He's got more lovers than kilos of coke, allegedly, is what she's thinking. And I also really thought it was interesting that even in the courtroom, you kind of get caught up in the whole drama of this is like Tony Soprano. This is John Gotti. Listen to all this cool, powerful stuff he did. Mm-hmm. Yep. Huh. That's, uh, I guess that's the way we're built. Let's get the news. There's nothing uh, sexier than power. It's the greatest aphrodisiac, according to Henry Kissinger yep. and others. He's a scumbag liar killer, the very root of it. He would cheat and kill anybody. Right. Um, torture them, whatever. Family members, friends, anybody to get ahead. I mean, mm-hmm. that's the worst sort of human being. But what are you going to do? He's going to prison forever now. He won't get out this time. News now with Marsha Phillips. Well, President Trump is firing more barbs at House Speaker Nancy Pelosi as the partial government shutdown nears the one-month mark. I hate to hear that. (laughs) Trump tweeting today, quote, Why would Nancy Pelosi leave the country with other Democrats on a seven-day excursion when 800,000 great people are not getting paid? Also, could somebody please explain to Nancy and her big donors in wine country (laughs) that people working on farms, grapes, will have easy access in in the future or that's the way it currently, ends or that's, that's, that's the way it ends I'm not sure what he was driving at no. there um, but the, the original point him canceling yeah. her trip and everything like that Trump is a, a famous counter puncher and it seems to have worked for him most of his life in, in, in all kinds of different ways right. but he, he, he regularly counter punches too soon I mean we saw that all through the campaign where something good would happen for him and then he'd counter punch and, and, and throw off all, the the news media would be wouldn't have time to talk about his good thing because he just did something else. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he steps on it, and this was a counterpunch too soon. He should have let Nancy leave the country and beaten her up for an entire week for leaving while the, the government. Minute wheels are up, yeah, just go crazy about it. here. I am. I'm willing to cut a deal. I mean, everything's on the table right now. Right. Where's Nancy Pelosi? Because it is pretty strong. Chuck Schumer. I can't believe show up. I'll <laughs> conduct the negotiations. I can't believe she was actually going to leave the country for a whole week. She's already been in Hawaii for a week. I, I, I tell you what, 
The Congress is in. They're they're supposed to be working right now. This is a great example of if you don't like it, move to a universe where it's not true. But if the Democratic Party didn't have almost the entirety of the mainstream media on their side, the question of who will be blamed might be very very different. Because leaving on two junkets to foreign lands and or exotic beach locations ain't great politics. Really? Yeah, really. (laughs) Democrats pouncing on a report this morning that President Trump directed his former attorney to lie to congressional investigators about a proposed business deal in Russia. That's according to BuzzFeed. The online publication says President Donald Trump directed longtime attorney Michael Cohen to lie to Congress about negotiations to build a Trump Tower in Moscow. That's according to two federal law enforcement officials involved in an investigation of the matter. Says who? So, okay, this is interesting. Sean just handed to me this. Uh, The number of tweeted by someone named William Legate. The number of people who don't know the difference between BuzzFeed and BuzzFeed News is astonishing. I don't know the difference. Uh, one shares polls telling you which kind of donut you are, and the others had eight Pulitzer Prize nominations in the past two years. Okay, so they're fair enough. It's yeah, like, yeah. Uh, yeah, sure, sure. It's the news division. So that and that that would explain why I'm confused because I've heard various wacky stuff right. out of the one. Right. This is the other. This is okay. the other. Okay. BuzzFeed uh, news reporter Anthony uh, Cormier says Trump was even pushing for Cohen to set up meetings with Putin. He's, he is setting the game on the campaign trail that. Uh, you know, he had nothing, no business with Russia, no, no, nothing to see here. Uh, but in fact, behind the scenes, he was uh, encouraging uh, Mr. Cohen to set up a meeting overseas in Russia with, with Vladimir Putin. Hey, how would this work? I'm just trying this out in my head. Yep. I'm asking Jack or anybody who wants to answer. If Donald J. were to come out and say, I didn't think for a minute we were going to win until, you know, X date. He said, I really didn't think it because I believed what I was reading and I believed the polls until roughly whatever day. Um, Then as soon as I realized, oh, wait a minute, I might actually be the president, everything changed. If you're to come out and say that, wouldn't that disarm a lot of the politics of this? It would have the added... Take a lot of the energy? It would have the added benefit, as they say, of being (laughs) true. (laughs) Right, right. Now, if he, if, if he instructed Michael Cohen... Uh, was he under oath in front of Congress? Is everybody I, under I oath? I believe so. Him? I believe the so. The Congress people aren't yeah. under oath, I and heard, they lie like rugs. Yeah. But let's put that aside. I heard there are the th- there are three kinds of lies. Apparently, um, I don't know if I can remember lies, all. Lies and lies and statistics, right? But a perj- Mr. Twain? perjury is if you're under oath. Um, a false statements is if you're not under oath, but it's still a crime. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that would be false statements yeah. in front of Congress, which would be a crime. The- and then there's you lie and sack of crap. Which is the third category. The, um, the him telling everybody, you know, on stump speeches and arenas or on the plane or whatever that I have no business dealings with Russia. You get to do that. That's a political question. That's whether or not voters are bothered by the fact that he was saying one thing and doing another. And it's a spin question. That's too. no crime. If, if you are aggressively pursuing a deal somewhere... I'm just, you know what? Here's, you know, and I wish everybody was privy to all of our career secrets. No, I don't. Uh, but we have aggressively pursued deals with various entities throughout our careers that didn't pan out. Did we? Most have, of them don't pan out. I mean, uh, l- uh, let me pick a specific example. We we almost got a gig in Oklahoma City, but our our wise and benevolent company we were working for threatened to sue us if we took it. 
So we were working like crazy to get that deal going with the good folks in Oklahoma City. Did we have business with Oklahoma City? Mm. We had no deal. No money changed hands. Right. We performed no services for them. There's nothing signed on any level. Did we, quote unquote, have business with them? I mean, when it comes to legalities, that sort of technicality is extremely important. Right. When it comes to politics, it depends how well you can play it. I'm just curious. All right, I want to get to this. So you have a baby. You take it home. Now it's time for you as a new parent to do your thing and parent, right? Well, maybe not, at least not if you're living in Oregon where there's apparently a push to have the homes of parents inspected by government officials after the baby comes home. Oh, my God. Oregon Governor Kate Brown. I would, I would move before I would allow that to happen. Before Agreed. a government employee is going to come in and inspect my home and decide whether or not it's okay. Oregon Governor Kate Brown's behind the plan. The state poised to become the first to require universal home visits for newborn children in the care of their own parents, courtesy of Senate Bill 526. Unbelievable. And I would also love to know what the criteria is in Oregon or is going to be for what's a safe home and what's not. I guarantee it includes a whole bunch of stuff that I think is crap. It would absolutely get there. And this is a beautiful example of the road to hell being paid with good intentions. Cause, but I get it. People care about healthy babies. On the other hand, as I pointed out more than, than once in English common law, the king himself could not enter your co- cottage without a warrant. And yet our nanny government keeps inventing more and more reasons why we have to let the government in and ask us questions and look around and check things. He is like a little baby. And it will, I guarantee you, this is not some sort of right-wing inflammatory fantasy. This is, I guarantee you, it would go from heartbeat and weight and does the kid look to be okay to are there firearms in the home? Do you smoke? I don't think you ought to smoke around a kid. I'm hardcore about it, but I'm not sure I want the government... Well, I know I don't want the government coming into my cottage to check. Uh, And a hundred different other things. How often is the TV on? Right. How much do you drink? You know, uh, guaranteed it goes down that road. Yeah. Meanwhile, the uh, legislature has uh, designated the bill an emergency measure, which means it requires a resolution by the end of the year. They want to fast track this. Boy, what is coming when your baby's three days old, two weeks old, and two months old? Oh, my God. That is incredible. There you go. Well, you know, have that experiment. See how it works. I'm troubled by how many people would think that is okay. You people who want to build a utopia... And think the government is the way to get it. You amaze me. You flabbergast me. I want to study you like the vanishing monarch butterfly. What is your life experience that makes you believe that those who work for government are any different than those who work with you? That you pass on the street, that are at the mall, that are picking her nose at a bus bus stop. Where are these wise and benevolent angels that you imagine are, 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 are you know peopling the offices of government? Wake up! At your news, I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. I guess North Carolina's run some sort of pilot program of this. North Carolina? Yeah. Well, North Carolina is is a a right-wingy sort of state. Well, kind of, sort of. We lived there. I don't know what it is now. Yeah. That was 20 years ago, so I don't know. Well, and you got the whole urban center, the rest of the state dilemma. Yeah. That uh, oh a lot of states God. have. Ask Illinois, California, yeah. others. Wow, that is amazing. 
We're headed some weird, some weird places. But it's for your own good. So shut up and let the government in. Uh, any comment on that? Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. 415-295-KFTC. Oh, and I didn't get to my favorite note from the El Chapo trial. Okay. One more, one more note from that. And John Stossel talking about what a great thing the government shutdown is. Love John Stossel. Yeah, good stuff. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. We're just talking about this new proposed Oregon law where the uh, the man comes to your house to inspect your house when you have a baby. Three times. Check on you at various stages of the baby's development to make sure you're still doing what you're supposed to do according to the government. Because the government always know be- knows best. See margarine and a million other examples. Oh, yeah. Um, we got this text from somebody who lives in Oregon in the People's Republic of Eugene, Dan calls it. The new Oregon law being... Uh, designated an emergency keeps the voters from being able to put it on the ballot so they can uh, do an end around the voters on that. Oh, boy. Um, Oregon baby law, doesn't that violate unlawful search and seizure, the Bill of Rights? Hopefully this is unconstitutional. Got a ton of people, including some lawyers, saying there's no way this is constitutional. <clears throat> th- well, hey, then, then please come see my hometown where they can inspect my home every right. time I do anything. Refi. Uh, get a new water heater, whatever, can come into my house and check for smoke alarms and and, and uh, carbon monoxide detectors. Yeah, I don't understand. I've never seen a warrant. No, I see. I don't understand why, uh, if that is constitutional, why this would be unconstitutional. I, and, and then, if they're all constitutional, how do you not take those next steps we were just talking about? Of um, uh, checking on everything else, looking in your refrigerator, you've got more than fifty percent uh, fattening foods here, and then that's not okay. Sure, um, even if they don't take like uh, you know criminal action against you, just lecture you. That'd be a drag. I have the right to not have a drag in my house. Well, the baby thing, there's got to be some criminal criminal action possible there if it's right. a law. And, and listen, this is this is actually it's a beautiful example because it's so serious and so sad. Potentially, can you, can you kids see? who are neglected or mistreated? Well, of course, it's terrible. Of course, that goes without saying. Well, no, it doesn't. I just said it. It could have gone without saying, I think. That would have been a mistake. Can somebody look up and see if there are any details out on this? What are they looking for in your house? Sure, yeah. I'd be surprised if it doesn't have something to do with guns in your home, for instance. Well, they- as stated, it's about the, the kids' weight and breathing and the rest of it. Uh, they're also uh, going to do a little heel stick, a pinprick of drawing blood to check for metabolic indicators of problems. So they're going to poke your baby and take its blood. And nothing else? Why are they coming to my home to do it? Is this supposed to be a service to me? Or do they want to get inside my home and look around? I, I don't know. I, I, I think it's just a nanny state. It's uh, got move, to be. Which is, which is often, it's, it's not an insidious plot. They actually want to do what they're telling you they want to do. But they want the force of government to require it of you. Oh, and then we got this text that I thought was really good. How big a bureaucracy are you going to have to build? How many employees? How much money to check on everybody's house 
multiple times through a right. uh, a young person's life. And if a mistake is made, your name is put on the wrong list, the wrong box is checked, and you're, uh, I don't know, your kid is taken away or some action is started against you, how difficult is it going to be un- to unravel that in that brand new bureaucracy where every baby is checked multiple times in every home? Very, very stupid babies. I don't think there will be an intelligence check, Mr. President, but I appreciate the input. Will Oregon's new law eventually extend to a requirement that people get pre-authorization prior to creating a baby? Probably. Patrick Allen, director of Oregon Health Authority, uh, he says uh, it's a priority for his agency, this, because it's a priority for the governor. This would be good for all kids. It's not something that people with problems need. It's for everyone. It's a big deal. You know, it's it's a fashion. It's like clothing. It's like dance. It's like music. Um, but this one's much more important. The idea that all of our needs, all of our pains, all of our our desires, and everything involved with being a, a happy human being should be addressed by the government, no matter how intrusive it is. And this will work. It, to me, it's insane, and it's dangerous. It's Well, it's clearly dangerous. Just study history. How can it be dangerous to check babies? Yeah, see, I get it. That's how this stuff happens. And then more and more and more, and then the government's inspecting absolutely everything about you, and you have no rights to turn them away. Why would you turn them away unless you're a bad person? Sure. And then we're back in, you know, name your oppressive regime. Boy, of every moment of the El Chapo trial, which I've been following, various things have gotten attention. Nothing has gotten more attention than the fact that the mistress broke down crying and his wife laughed at her well, in the courtroom. That's, that's kind of uh, nasty funny. People seem to really enjoy that part. Yeah, here's my favorite uh, moment from the trial thus far. Well, in uh, in the latest coverage of it. And it really, really kind of, you know, the whole laughing uh, wife thing, hilarious. Uh, but stupid. Compared to... You got all these Mexican Marines who are hunting El Chapo, right? So they figure out that he's in uh, this Miramar Hotel. And about 25 Marines go. They hit a department store. They're buying beachwear and flip-flops and board shorts so they'll fit in as they're keeping an eye out for Chapo and keeping an eye on the hotel and everything. So they get all outfitted, and they start ooching over toward the hotel where there are a couple of police cruisers with their lights on. That the Marines are assuming is the local cops letting everybody know, stay away. Chapo's here and he's under our jurisdiction. So Chapo owned the local police force. And then there was, and certainly anybody who studies, you know, cartels in Mexico understands that the state governments are often completely bought by the cartels from from the governor on down to the, the police. Uh, the huge bands of the federal police are owned by the cartels. And indeed, in the trial, it was suggested that Chapo bribed the former president. President of the country. Of Mexico. $100 million. And if that aspect of the story could really be told and substantiated, of course, that'd be you know 20 trials on its own. But I'd love for people in the United States to under, understand how utterly corrupt the Mexican government is. I think it'd be good. You'd be healthy to understand who our neighbor is with their lovely beaches and, you know, fine uh, craft cocktails and burritos, resort communities. I myself have spent many a pleasurable day in Mexico. Um, 
but it's corrupt. Whether you're a dictator or one of these drug lords, whether you're Saddam Hussein or El Chapo, is it relaxing at all? I mean, I realize you got power and mistresses and cool cars, but the having to have tunnels underneath your bathtub and people watching the door and changing where you sleep every night. How do you ever enjoy your life? And do you have like one day a week when you think about, let's see, who do I trust the most that's about to betray me? Right. Or is that just constantly on your mind? Or did he get caught and he's wearing a wire today? I think it'd be constantly on your mind. Yeah. How, how do you enjoy having any money and power? Don't know. Maybe you got to be built a certain way. I've never dictated nothing. No. Nobody listens to me. No money, no power over here. Exactly. It's a shame. I like that tunnel under the tub thing, though. I might look into that myself. Just in case. You never know. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information.